psychedelic podcast i'm your host tina marie and today is super super awesome because we've got all four of our panel here for the first time ever and so many compliments have already happened mike really loves zach's beard zach really loves mike's music literally everything there's a lot of admiration going on both ways though Nobody's complimented Rob and I, and I'm offended. I've complimented you guys plenty in the past. I'm just meeting Zach now. You know what I mean? I got to start banging him out. No, same. We're entering a new year, which is, happens every year. It's not mm. that exciting. You know, that Macy's Thanksgiving parade, if you caught any of it, was pretty pathetic and depressing. That was a nightmare. I never want to see Jimmy Fallon do another cartwheel again. Oh, no. Ever. <laughs> But it's kind of like the end of an era, I think most of us are hoping. But for just one moment, let's focus on the positive things that happened for us this year. To touch base on your Thanksgiving parade, um, it was like watching some very cool deflated balloons in a gutter drain. So uh, it was actually kind of fun to watch. But this year, honestly, because of how the pandemic went and because of how social distancing went, I actually had to start podcasting. So this is the first year that I put out a podcast. This is the first year that I uh, actually made a show. I won a couple awards. Uh, some are secret. Some are not so secret. But uh, I would say that the, the community that I found in podcasting while trying to create and impress people that I don't know, that is the best thing that happened to me this year is, is finding a new family online and audibly. I get down with that. I mean, for me, I, it's it's tough because this year was like unbelievable in a lot of ways, but really in regards to like a separate part of my life, I got to travel a little bit around the world before the pandemic hit and then everything was closed down, you know, got a lot of things really set up in, in order for the future while just having to overcome or not even overcome adapt to the situation. So, you know, like a, a lot of things are continuing for 2021 but it's tough for me to go into the details without like literally going into a completely other side of my life that yeah we don't go into really you know well, but it was dope it was dope <laughs> one of the things i mean to add to that that stood out to me is the fact that you're doing a lot with the kids and you're basically making a whole curriculum so that i don't think that gives away too much that's pretty amazing that's fair thank you no i appreciate that because sometimes i'm not sure how much to say or give away you know um but yeah that's right i am working on a curriculum that's going to be focused on you know more low income and and less opportunity places where they just don't have the same maybe technology or the same socioeconomic blessings that some people who are more fortunate to be born into have right so uh, that's pretty much being built now and then it'll be hashed out in first quarter released probably by second quarter or third quarter because of how the school year stuff goes well you both are doing really awesome things very hard workers rob Thank what you. about you like standout moments realizations what stands out the most happy things first of all i'm just elated to have this wonderful panel to be established and come together for the first time. Y'all are great people. And I'm glad that you guys focus so much on giving back to people and helping out not the monopolies of the world, but your fellow humans. That's yeah. awesome. What really stood out to me, I remember the first time going to the grocery store when the C word happened and thinking that it was the end of the world. I think we all kind of catastrophized I that. I thought zombies were coming. Yeah, who knew? Nobody knew what was going to happen. And it could or could not get worse. It's about what we create and, and what we make of it, what we manifest. That's what's really stood out to me. Regardless of what the universal consciousness is, whatever's going on within the collective, we can all do infinite things within ourselves to create a better experience outwardly. And with this podcasting thing, I think we all found a passion within it. It's really been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work. 
it seems like we've been doing it for five years. Hasn't even been a year yet, but I'm just really excited about the growth connecting with you guys and everybody else in the community and excited to see where it takes us all. Yeah. And for me, I think that almost all of the year has had its positive moments, not to sound insensitive to anyone that's been struggling or anything, but that's my personal feeling that a lot of us have been able to utilize our creative outlets in a much different way. It's actually feeling a lot more assertive. Also, the community that's been built and doing indie pods is really fun. All of those people are so helpful towards one another. And then that's how we met both of you. It's just like six degrees of separation, but more like mm. three degrees of separation. And there's three boxes with our faces in it. So we're a triangle yeah. and we're an upside down triangle right now. Yeah, I mm. think <laughs> I think indie pods really brought everybody together. And it was incredible what Tina was able to do. Not me. I don't want to take any credit. It was a great time. I do want to say that like, I'm really thankful for how positive people actually have been during all of this, because there are the ones that are not so positive about it. And they're really angry about it. And they have a reason to be but the people that, you know, they might have the same political standpoint, they're pushing positivity and wanting change. And I can really appreciate that. And those are the kinds of people that I want to be personally surrounded with into the coming year. You've been the catalyst. Nope, that's not true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so it's true. It's true for this group, at least. Hopefully we can be the big change, even if it's, you know, something as small as podcasting, which is really big to us. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. And good job for you guys. I mean, IndiePod was something that like we were a little bit scared to get into because our stuff was small and we uh, went at it. We met some awesome people and a lot of people that we are going to use in the future for uh, different you know, things that we got going on. But no, thank you guys very much for putting that on because that was awesome. Connection went from like this to like this. So that was, that was good for me. Yeah, I can absolutely say the same. I mean, I even was part of IndiePod for a different reason than a lot of the other people were, right? Someone had kind of shouted me out as a, as a potential yeah. performer. You know, like Zach just said, you meet a bunch of people. Here I am weeks later as an individual with you guys now. You know, I've gotten other opportunities with other podcasts and you know, a lot of other performance stuff. I mean, it really is a, a great thing that you were able to provide during a very bleak time. I love you guys. It's All hail Tina. No, stop. It's just funny because, you know, Mike and I had a conversation for like three hours because I randomly called him to talk about podcasting. And then I was like, whoa, like this guy needs to be on the show. And then I had an instant connection with Zach too. So it really is like a little family here. Now... What was the most embarrassing moment of your year, Zach? All right, so this was a, a tough year for me anyway, because of like a car accident and spine surgery. But I'm not someone who feels embarrassed very often. I'm like a proud person and I kind of cover up my mistakes quickly. But I did uh, make Dylan do a live TV show with me for IBM TV. And our very first one, we had a guest. And we couldn't get the guest onto the actual stream to talk to them. And in the middle of oh, our, no. like, it was like five minutes into our thing, one of our cameras just fell over slowly and hit the ground. We lost audio for a little bit and we didn't know because we had no audio. Uh, so we were kind of talking, muted for a while. And then our guest was pretty upset that they were sitting backstage for 90 oh, minutes because no. that was how long our show was. They were just waiting for us to call them up. So we were like, oh, unfortunately, they couldn't make it here. So they kind of gave us a hard time. So it was my very first episode of Talking Upstream was probably the most embarrassed that I felt this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. that's pretty embarrassing the camera falling over well that's oh. happened to us into the career so it's you yeah. know what don't worry about it because bounce back i'm the same way not really an embarrassed person and i have a feeling mike is too mike do you have one to share i technically do but it's super small because this year has been really crazy my embarrassment is more of me just being a simpleton in ways and finding out new information so like if i just say something that might be inaccurate. And then someone's like, actually, did you know that this is the correct answer? I, th that's usually might some people might be embarrassed by that, but I don't. I take it as a learning moment. And I'm, I don't even feel that embarrassment at all. I'm like, oh, shit. it's more like that. <laughs> but there was a moment where I had uh, when you're in the game long enough, you meet a lot of people. So there's this one individual that I had met 
All right. So pretty much, you know, you know how when you're on Instagram and you see someone's name and you try and use the phonetics, you try and see what the name is supposed to mean. All right. It's supposed to be Mr. This guy or Doc, whatever. Right. You know, me and this person connect. I call him Jason Astor for a long time. <laughs> Astor? Jason Astor. Yeah. Yeah. Like A-S-T-O-R. Right. Like oh, Astor. Okay. I'm a nerd. Right. There's no name not allowed in my domain. Okay. Thavius is the most chocolatey round badass name ever. Like, so depending on what the name is, it was J-A-Y-C-I-N, Jason, and then Aster afterwards. So I was calling him Jason Aster. Now, years later, I have his friend over at, you know, my place. We're vibing out. And he was like, man, Sinister loves you. I was like, who? He was like, Jay Sinister. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he never told you? I mean, no, I, I, I'm it. pretty sure I called him Jason Astor to his face. Jason Astor, what's up, bro? And he was just like, I don't think he corrected me then. That's hilarious. And so finally, he was like, when he said sinister, and it kind of finally connected. I was like, oh, well, I have egg on my face, you know. And that would probably be an embarrassing tale where even I did feel a little foolish for having called someone their name inaccurately for uh, a, a, some time. You know, I can't believe he didn't say anything about it. I might have been an absolute like just space case and idiot at that time. And he might have been like, you know, it's Jay Sinister. I'd be like, no, no, doubt, bro. And then just like carried on. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah, <laughs> like, there you go. That's our those are our egos. I mean, I would consider that embarrassing. I told both of you guys just because it was in front of a live audience. I would say day three. Don't not, give the exact day because I do not. Know no, just so people looking at me. <laughs> just, I, I want to get this cleared up. Night three of the IndiePod convention, I guess the cord of the mic got loosened a little bit. Because I was drunk. For some reason, our voice is way down an octave all the way to the bottom of baritone. We did about two hours that way. We also had a couple of drinks. More than that. So we kind of looked a little sloppy and our voices <laughs> sounded like cave trolls. I am Nobody told us. They just thought that maybe our voices sounded that way. Someone asked if I was drunk casting. Yeah, a couple, <laughs> you know, because like we were just sitting in for a couple of the podcasters on there and they were looking at us all crazy. And I just thought it was because we had a few to drink. And then we listened to it later. Absolutely mortified. It sounds like when you're tripping and, on acid. And of course, that was the most viewed video because of the Burwell musical performance that went on earlier on in the day. So it had like five times the views of any other for the whole convention. So that was just, definitely embarrassing. I was like, can we delete? But you can't delete the whole video. Man, I, I really want to just do like a public service announcement and tell people this is not how we sound. I would have said something. You guys sound crazy. Maybe I really did just sound like a man and they didn't know me like that. I was a dude. So for you guys. But I was sloppy. If we ever. If we ever. Yeah, she was. (laughs) If if we ever sound like that, it's very noticeable. I don't care if we're in the middle of a five minute deep philosophical epiphany. Just cut us off right then and there and be like, hey, that's going to be a waste of time. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny, though. That's a good story. It was mortifying. But in the time of now we're talking about post context where now we're laughing at it. And that's, yeah, that's just the best, you know, (laughs) I'm kind of like Zach in this way, but also like Mike, like Mike. Oh, cool. Oh, shout out little Bow Wow. That just happened. Um, So I'm like, I don't really get embarrassed because, yeah, I just pick it up and I move on. Oh, you know, there was one embarrassing moment. I sort of had a breakdown while doing indie pods in front of all of the founders and I cried and I was eating pizza at the same time while trying to explain what we had to get done. And everybody's faces, I I could see it. It's imprinted in my mind. They felt bad, but they did not know what to say or do. I just kept talking and talking and nobody could say anything because I was just like, this needs to happen, guys. We only have a month. And like, I felt, yeah, I remember that. I was freaking out. I had to take over and then I was giving everybody all the wrong information. Yeah. And we also had And then I was getting so too. mad at him because he kept saying things that he didn't know. 
That's I was trying funny. to be assertive, even though like I had been absent with the planning for a while. He had no I, clue. I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. Just different days, different hours, different jobs for everyone. Like I was like, no, debacle. no, like just crying, pizza, drink, like bad, bad. It, it was Two or three hours. It was a up. debacle, and our bones hurt because we were in Minnesota and it was <laughs> snowing. You guys are up in some very cold places. Yeah, I live in uh, Boulder County, Colorado, so it's snowy but also beautiful every day. So. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. That's oh, yeah. great. I'm in New York, which is just pretty much Florida, but cold. So it's not quite as glamorous. You know what I mean? We get, I got really random weather getting rain today, but it's 30 degrees, you know? So it's like, then it's going to rain for 10 minutes. It'll stop. The sun will come out and then it'll ice over. People are like, New York's the greatest city in the world. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> are you in the mountains, Zach? I'm about... 15 minutes driving from the mountains. I'm right on like the very bottom of the mountain. So if you drive west from my place, you're in the mountains. So I awesome. live pretty much in Estes Park. That's so cool. Right on the cusp. It's actually storming right here. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear it. I, I hope not it. for audio purposes. No, they won't hear that. Yeah. yeah. Noise reduction for the wind. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted more sun. And it, tur- it turns out that Colorado has over 300 days of sunlight. No matter what the temperature is, so it can snow and be a blizzard outside, and then two hours later, it'll be 70 degrees. Like, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt today, and I was shoveling huh. snow this morning. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, you are really... a tall bunion. I can see the sunshine <laughs> behind your yeah, whiteboard. Dude. Like So yeah. pretty much you get a lot of snow, and then it'll just melt out. Yep, you get a lot of snow, <laughs> and, it's, and it's awesome to get like a foot, and then by that night or the next morning, just gone. Perfect. Oh, you know, I, I got rescued once in Colorado by EMTs on a mountain. I climbed this really steep mountain. I made it all the way up to the point where I was literally straddling the mountaintop. And I looked down and it was like a 700 feet drop to my death on the road. And, And about equal to nature drop, which either would have been bad. I'm like holding on and I'm scared. And I didn't realize I was actually scared of heights. That's when I found out, and I was like, help. You should, should be on Nat Geo. And like, they had to get me off. Most treacherous journeys up a mountain. Only when you're as dumb as me. So, okay, here we go. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Those are boring questions. Who has a cooler question than I have? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if there was any opportunity to reflect on this year, what would you say is your greatest lesson learned? I mean, that's a good question. Greatest lesson learned, if I reflect back on the year, is that what I think is my skill and my passion is actually something that other people have an interest in. So to go for my passion and to start producing things that I wanted to do is something that I could easily look back on this year and say, yeah, you should have done that earlier, but I'm proud of you for doing that this year, Zach Wiseman. So yeah, that's what I'll say uh, retrospectively. It's like have pride and passion yourself because you're most likely doper than you think you are. Mm, I like that. That was great. That was a good answer. Yeah, I concur. Greatest lesson that I learned this year has been kind of an ongoing lesson I've been learning for many years, which is keep promoting positivity and helping other people because it always comes back to you in the best ways. And those are the people like once again, that you want to surround yourself with like minded people that want to help each other being loving towards everybody and being understanding that everybody has different viewpoints is something that really coincides with the year as a whole. There's been so much divide already and there always has been, and there doesn't really need to be. Yeah. Like Mike said on our last episode that we did be the change. And I think that's a very powerful statement. And that's sort of along the lines of what I've found to be most important When there's so much negativity in the world, you have to go for the opposite end of the spectrum and just try to be as positive as possible. I have the best mentor exemplifying that for me every day, all day, right next to me. So just being a better husband, a better father, a better son-in-law, just trying to be as loving as possible no matter what, because anything other than love technically is just fear. And when you have that realization that in your mind, when you're thinking of anything other than love, that is fear. And fear isn't real because we are loving creatures. So anything other than that doesn't really actually exist. And having the mindfulness to realize that, it's a switch. Like you can change your perspective at any time and go from sad to happy or 
hateful to loving. Did we just become a self-help podcast? It's a choice. I mean, which I kind of already knew, but it's more so realizing how much the world needs that Mm. more so than ever, that it's very pertinent to actually live that now. I agree 100%. Hell yeah. I can get down with that. Everything that all you guys are saying are super important for everybody to like, especially when you're talking about overcoming negativity, like we had to moving forward, right? Right. Yeah. And to all of our listeners out there, we have to end this year like this because we want you guys to know that you're not alone no matter what you're doing. And that, yes, we can be funny and silly sometimes, but also there's that serious side to all of us. And if you want to get to know us, this is the way to do it. So I feel like it's important for you as the audience to know who we are at a deeper level. The world needs authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. So back in the day when we first started podcasting, we did an episode called To Weed or Not To Weed. Mm. Last time I was like, do you want to play a game? Uh, Yeah, the Saw impersonation. Yeah, really bad Saw impersonation. But I'm actually Mm. asking if you guys want to play a game. Yeah, yes. literally always. Life ain't all candy and games, so I will always play a game whenever the opportunity presents itself. So here's the funny thing. I put this game in here thinking and assuming that everybody would know how to play Never Have I Ever, but I don't even remember the rules, and Mike doesn't remember the rules. And oh, I like barely even remember if I've even played it. I thought Never it was a drinking game. It can it's be. Is it incorporated into drinking? Yeah, but, but sure. we can still play it to get to know one another and do it without. Oh, drinking. sure. Yeah, yeah. Drink yeah. water. I think you're supposed to say something that you have done that no one else has done. Okay. If oh, you, here it is. Here it yes, is. that sounds right. That sounds like yeah. the game I've heard popular people play. Wait, each person holds up a hand or two. This is going to look stupid. <laughs> and takes a turn sharing a statement about something they have never done oh, while okay. saying never have i ever if anyone has done the action they put down their finger i was gonna kind of put a twist on it and like oh. have each of us direct a question at someone whoever has all their fingers down first loses and has loses. to do something That's extreme. Right. let's go That's clockwise right. and do it with one hand and then anybody can shout out a question directed at whoever you want Let's get to know each other. And I'm going to read everybody's palms and not tell you. I'll start. Never have I. Oh, shit. Man, I've done a lot of stupid shit. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> never... I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, I'm literally thinking to myself. I'm like, God, dude, you guys are going to have a hard time chat. getting me to lose. Do, 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 do. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. Never have I ever. Uh... Here, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank okay. You. Never have I ever smoked a cigarette. Who are you directing it I've to? Got... Oh, uh, I was going to say Mike, because I know you guys vape. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I smoke bogues. <laughs> I was trying to think, I was like, what is the only thing I haven't done? I'm like, well, I've actually just never done that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, F and A. Okay. All right, I'm down one. Now, do I go? Yeah. Oh, I never have that. I ever driven a truck. Wait, so I put it down if I have, right? Yeah, if you've driven a truck ever in your life. I had an F-150. Oh, there so. you go. Probably drove it at some point. I drove it a lot. Classic Texas. No, that was <laughs> classic Texas. We've <laughs> only been here like two years. <laughs> well, Texas in spirit. I guess I'm asking Rob. Never have I ever been someone else's alibi. Been someone else's alibi. Like your homie calls you up and they're like, oh, "Hey, tell my girl." That I'm at this uh, person's house, that's but I wasn't. That has happened before. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, if that's happened for me, am I not supposed to take it down? I'm assuming. No, that- no. We're doing our own thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn, I'm going to lose so, quick on this. Now that we're at the end of that cycle, Rob picks. I'll just ask Zach. Never have I ever been wakeboarding. Ooh. I, have, I have never been wakeboarding. You don't look like a wakeboarder. Oh, yeah, does that, that mean I, I put my finger down? Or no, no, no. If you've never done it, you keep it up. Okay, yeah, I've never wakeboarded. Jeez, he's winning. Okay. Well, that's upsetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go wakeboard today. Like, I'm literally gonna go wakeboard right now. <laughs> what experiences have I been missing out? I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad this game's happening because now I know the things I'm missing out on. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm, I'm gonna pick uh, Rob just to throw things backwards. Never have I ever been inside of a stolen vehicle. <laughs> dude 
He has a story. What? <laughs> okay. Shorten the story, but tell him kind of what happened. Okay. When I went to college in at West Virginia University, it was 2011. It was like number one party school. Stuff got crazy my freshman year. And I was up all night. It was like five in the morning. Somebody was delivering food to an apartment and I walked by it. He left the door open and I was under the influence of things. And then I hopped in and I drove it away and I parked it in a parking garage because I got scared. That was dumb. And then my friend for like two weeks kept telling me I was on the, it was called the mountain layer, uh, the main building where everybody went for like food they had big tvs there he, every day he would tell me i was on the news there and i would have a panic Good. attack every day that's karma and then i never got caught yeah wow well i hope they got their car back anyways moving on um, i hope so too i hope they got their car back sure of course <laughs> damn i mean that's yeah, hilarious that went, that went dark <laughs> okay next <laughs> i'm sorry food delivery guy <laughs> so mean okay i don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> i'll go with mike oh wait but that you can make your own doesn't up. apply to me you can make your uh, own up it doesn't have to apply to you i thought mm. it does have to apply to you it has to be something that you've never done right oh, like yeah, that you can actually say that you've never done right yeah yeah, okay. yeah. all right sorry because i can be like i've never been a lesbian and it'll be like that totally checks out you know what i mean like in every <laughs> <laughs> all right oh okay never done never have i ever called my partner spouse wife tina by the wrong name. Are you sure about that? I haven't. Remember, I'm an idiot. Are you kidding me? I've called my wife bro one time. Like, <laughs> I've, uh, oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, bro, oh, bro, bro is okay. No, bro better be good. <laughs> a, per, a person's name. Dude, oh, a person's name? Well, like, I, can't, Claudia. No, I can't say that. Or mom. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, I can't say that I've called her anything outside of like an actual name, but I've definitely called her like, Dude, you know what I mean? Like, even though it's my wife, right? Like, yeah, she called me Paula. And I've called him Aurora, our daughter's name. Her mom's called me Paula, too. I think I've even called him our dog's name. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank God I'm safe on that one. <sighs> yeah, you're good, man. All right, so now it is Mike's turn to ask. Oh, snap. All right, so let me see. Uh, I'll, just because I, I need someone to lose some fingers. How, how many you got right now, Tina? I have Do you four. have five? You have four? Okay, so I'm going after Zach then. All right, because Zach's got five. I'm competitive. Uh, <laughs> never have I ever. It's tough because I've also done a lot of stuff just out of experimentation. You know yeah, what I mean? You like You want to be creative, too. You don't know what Zach's done or not. That's true. Right, but I have to be honest. I can't be like, never have I ever walked down a dark alley with a crack addict. That's true, though. You might have you done I that. I absolutely have done that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I've okay. also done that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it doesn't you, qualify. You right? can make it never have I ever not walked down a dark alley. Yo, that's nice. Okay. So let me see. Uh, never have I ever. Oh, yeah. Never have I ever gone vegan. Oh, how did he oh, get wait. that? Because <laughs> he's that's so wow. insane. Yeah. Vegan. It's awesome. Dude, um... good for you. No, that's, no, dude, that's dope. I sm also smoke cigarettes. You can tell that my threshold for masochism is high. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, Tina, never have I ever drunk dialed my ex. Yeah, I mean, we all have. I haven't. I literally just said that. Yeah, as per <laughs> the game, he actually has not done that. <laughs> Got him. Well, I was going to tell the truth, so you better come up with a new one. No, I'm telling the truth. I've never no, done that. Yeah, he's oh, saying that okay. he actually hasn't done that. Yeah. Well, because Rob said everyone's done that. Yeah. And, and Zach was saying, well, like, but no, I haven't. That's the oh. point. Uh, well, literally, that's never have I ever. <laughs> this game is so simple, but it's confusing. <laughs> Solid. It's because the weed. It's because the weed. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> never have I ever. For who? I'm thinking. Okay. Never have I ever gone more than three months without clipping my toenails. For who? For Mike. <laughs> no, neither have I. It's always been within a quarter of a year. I can say that. Within a quarter of a year, I clip my toenails. Yeah. You know, Isn't I'm not four I, months though. No, huh? that's three. <laughs> no, three. Uh there, there's twelve months in a year. Twelve divided by four is three. Mm. Oh, I'm getting confused. Mm. Okay. Numbers. Tina and arithmetic do not blend. No. <laughs> You sit down every three months and just clip all 10 nails? Uh, I, I, well, usually, I would probably have to say maybe every other month I'm having to clip my nails. 
you know, not to get too weird or creepy or anything like that, but I hate my feet. Okay. My feet are, are suck. My toes are painful as shit with my nails. And I swear to God, like dude, I, bu- I bumped into a pillow with my foot this morning and it hurts because of how my shit is. So I always have to clip my nails to keep them as like not painful as possible. You know what I mean? Humans break their toes. I think over a hundred times on average per year. And you don't really realize it. All of my toes are broken forever. Because I did ballet for so long, so I have weird feet. Oh, very large. They yes. make you break your feet inside of the slippers in order to do ballet. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess it's on Mike. Uh, yeah, so let me see here. I guess to well, so we got three three on Tina and Rob and then uh, Zach over there. So I'm not to keep attacking Zach. Never Zach, have Zach. I ever driven through a foot of snow. Oh, like there is a foot of snow on the ground and I drive through it. Uh, <laughs> no, like there's like a foot of snow incoming and even through preparation. Oh, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, you, right, you know, yeah. kind of go through that. Shit. OK, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, yeah I've, I've driven through some snow. OK, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got yeah. stuck in snow on the mountain once. <laughs> yeah. When I first got here, I was like, oh, let me drive up this thing and see what's up here. And I went to Buffalo <laughs> Bill's gravesite and there was this crazy snow that was going on. And cool. it, they're like, oh, the, the road's closed. There's only one road. No, yeah, it's closed. Buffalo Bill's gravesite. Yeah, I was up in this weird. It's like a gift shop. I was there for about eight hours waiting for something to come down and fix that road. So oh, then, I, then I drove in. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um. So, Rob. Oh, you're not even gonna get Mike. He's got four fingers, but that's fine. Keep attacking, Rob. No, I'm the competitive oh, one going after the people with the most fingers. That's yeah, I'm not about eliminating oh, people. If you get him all the way out, or me all the way out, or anybody all the way out, game over. Yeah, yeah. there, there will right. be a winner. Rob, never have I ever broken a bone. Uh, well, <laughs> Why I, you stick I just, I just, went, <laughs> I just went like this. Um, well, I haven't broken a bone but i have a fractured vertebrae okay. so the bone did break it chipped so that's a, so. That's a break. I, I would say that that qualifies yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is not one containous bone <laughs> yes exactly yeah. it is the clean snap <laughs> your turn never have i ever participated in any sort of protest to for, for anything to zach ah both Mike and Zach, actually. Dude, I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah I'm all boy, about yeah, it. Boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah. yeah. Get out there. I'm sorry. Me and a couple of buddies had to make like riot gear because we were going out uh, four or five times a week for all the BLM stuff. And uh, Aurora Police is where a couple kids were shot by the cops. So we would oh. go to Aurora in Colorado constantly and mm. protest. And my partner got hit by a car. Uh, we oh, my God. Arrested a couple times. We were big advocates for being part of uh, Operation White Shield. <laughs> so, like, if cars were coming, we were putting ourselves out there first. So, yes, uh, yeah. Thank you. I protest and fight for anybody that cannot do what I do, which is being very large and being hit if I need to be. So, uh, I will protest constantly. So, yeah, I will lose multiple fingers for that one. <laughs> Super respect for that shit, bro. Super respect. Um, okay, so, let's see. So, Tina, uh, never have I ever mooned someone. I've never mooned someone, no. You've never mooned someone? No. Looks like Zach's losing pretty bad. I know. Never have I ever watched all of the Star Wars. <laughs> Zach. Oh, God. I watched them all this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally watching Star Wars on a TV right here. What are you on right now? <laughs> uh, I'm rewatching Mandalorian season one. Oh, nice, nice, so nice. Good. So good. So good. Okay. Mike. What up? <laughs> Never have I ever dated a musician. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Date yourself? No, they, well, you know, when you're inside the environment of musical activity, you're bound to date someone who performs in some manner of speaking, right? So 100%. Yeah. Multiple times. And musicians are crazy. And you know what they say about crazy people. Yeah. Be, it's I'll the same thing right. they say about comedians, which is my life. Definitely. If some of these questions were asked to me, earlier i would have already been out i've absolutely mooned somebody i can't remember the last time i mooned somebody just because i like i'm not proud of of the amount of of cheek that i have bro, I, I ain't got like, no cheek i ain't got no cheek bro bro I, I guarantee i got less cheeks than you i suffer from no acetal really badly bro i feel like that's only really doing something for yourself it's like hey look how weird this part of my body is no one's really being like oh yeah, stop mooning me i can't handle right? that 
like, ah, it, you got you got a weird looking butt, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. it adds to the insult. It adds to insult. <laughs> it's right. like, hey, look at look at my weird butt. I'm like, hey, don't. don't moon, we should moon people more often, Mike. I, I guess I will now. I gotta move people get on a wakeboard. Definitely, obviously, when I was younger, that I was mooning people, right? But it, it wasn't like it was a habit. Allow me to make that clear. This wasn't like a bad streak that I had fallen into. But I've definitely been like, go fuck yourself, bam. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like as you're walking away, because you're walking away, be like, man, get the hell out of here and eat this ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> it depends like how if you're being like outwardly with it, like I'm mooning you. This is a not an accident. Because yesterday I totally got mooned by him. Well, people that do it for insult, I think it's kind of silly. I think it's more of like a joke. I just funny, funny type thing. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. are like, screw you. Here's yeah. my cheeks. I'm just like, okay, I don't really care. Well, it's like the people who do it's like, what's yeah. that supposed to really mean? It's like, come on. I'm always a fan of kind of doing anything where somebody has to explain this to somebody later. Like, yeah, ah. so I went to the thrift store and a guy showed me his butt. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I got you. It's like, I think he was hitting on me. It's really yeah, weird. Go to DC, you'll see a lot of butts. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. They're no. almost all gross. <laughs> just like in New York. I'm sure you've seen that, Mike. What, butts? No, <laughs> I've seen plenty. No. Socks full of stuff. Socks full of butts. If you know what I mean. No, I don't. I'm not picking up on the slang at all right now. I'm not getting. Hey, it. You got to put a finger down now. Never have I ever seen a butt sock. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I have no idea what a butt sock is. I was talking about when people go number two in socks. I've never seen someone go number two in socks. You literally, I've never thought of that. Yeah, never thought of that at all. You run into socks and you're like, uh oh, like I know what this is. Yo, there's also various other things in there that you just have to be aware of. The gross, <laughs> gross things. I don't, sure. I don't, yeah, I don't understand any of that. Yeah, I'm missing yeah. it. I've lived in the murder capital of the world. I've lived close to DC. I've been to Philadelphia and done comedy there. I've never seen anyone poop in a sock. Mm-mm. I've never seen people use socks for anything outside of masturbation. That's the other stuff that you find in socks in DC. Exactly. Oh, and yeah, yeah, but that makes total sense for sure. Okay, moving on. Right. I still got three fingers. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Uh, I think I got knocked out last, and I'll keep the two since I was at a high value. All right, so let me see here. Uh, let, let's go, Tina. How many do you? Have? How many do you have? You got three. One after you now. All right, so Tina, never have I ever. You live in the city, bro. What haven't you done that they can do in the country? I don't live in the city. I live like an hour north of the city. Oh. Yeah, like I, I travel down to the city often to do what I do. But yeah, like that's the thing. So when I'm out here, I'm doing – it's like never have I ever seen deer. You know what I mean? It's like, of course, they're in my yard right now, these little bastards. You know? <laughs> um, Apparently Mike's done it all. Listen, I have driven a manual truck from the 70s down a road in a foreign country while tripping on acid. If you were to like just add the collage of that one event and then just multiply it by my life. If the game was the opposite way, like if I had to name something that you guys have not done, I could win this very quickly. Well, then let's switch it up. That's what we're doing now. I bet that you guys haven't done exactly what I just said. (laughs) <laughs> which is drive a truck tripping balls in a foreign country manual uh-uh. okay. okay so i have driven a bus in mexico under the influence of mushrooms so wow. yeah oh I, so you I, actually okay all yeah. right uh manual right like because that's the other thing too it's manual, no it wasn't automatic but I did, I did bribe a bus driver <laughs> to let me drive the bus and pick up five different stops of people and i was <laughs> wrecked and it was in cancun mexico and that was awesome let's go uh, that is yeah. a one-of-a-kind experience right there yeah. we're I, doing a whole episode on psychedelics <laughs> pretty, pretty much i had an experience where i was told hey we all need to be back in the main area at six o'clock in the morning we're all too tired or too high, right? On whatever we're on. They're like, can you drive us back? And I'm sitting there like with the wavies, like, I got this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I literally had to drive us all safely home down the highway in an old stick truck. Yeah, I remember we're driving manual, which is old. I guarantee that Whoever's listening to this podcast, if you are younger than 25, there's no way you drive stick unless you are a car person. 
Mm. Unless you were like my mother who was like, you're learning how to drive stick because you're going to be find it useful one day. I was literally thinking of that moment as I'm driving this in El Salvador. I'm like, all right, you speak the language, but not really too well. You're driving stick. You're on drugs. Remember when your mom said that it'll be good to drive stick? This is one of those times that I'm glad I know how to drive stick. It's a badass mom right there. All right. I don't so. think she was prepared for that being the context of the training, though. I have a good one on this topic. I bet you guys have never tripped on ketamine on Zach's the porch saying, no. and watched a county drone whoosh over have, your head. This is too specific. Spying on so you. So why don't we just start with ketamine? Maybe I started the too specific thing, but you're right. Who needs it, to lose? Uh, no, I, I, I've, I've done K. So where are we at here? I think the rules have been skewed. They have on purpose. I'm now down to one because now we're saying that if... Oh, no, we're saying if you haven't done it, you actually have to take it off. So I have done it. So I'm still at two. Yeah. Yeah. So done, Zach? Do you lose? Yeah, that was my last one. Apparently, I haven't done ketamine. No. (laughs) When you do it and then you stand up, the main feeling is like it feels like you're walking on stilts. Yeah, right. Sounds cool. All right, I'm gonna try it now. That wait, <laughs> not <laughs> never try it. Because the one that I was gonna say is, I know for a fact that you guys have not, with the full force of your body, punched an animal in the face. <sighs> I I've had to punch a dog off me. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like if you said a specific animal, like a like a bear or like a deer or something like that, I would definitely yeah. have to say no. But if it's like, oh no, I've had to like get off my mother. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. like, so. Who did you punch in the face? What animal? I, I punched a llama in the face. Oh, yeah. Very oh, weird story. Have it coming. Well, yes and no. Uh, I do regret it, although at the time I, I stand by it. So when I was uh, younger, like in my mid-20s, I would drink a lot and I would carry a camcorder with me and I would try to film myself doing like the weirdest things. And uh-huh. one time I lived in Delaware and there's a zoo very close and I gave my friend the camcorder. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go whisper some like super sexy things to this llama who had like its head over the fence. So I was like, can you just record me? And I go up, I was like, oh, llama, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like trying to just say something stupid. And this llama spits a full gallon of just hairy saliva in my face and my mouth was open. And I guess because of the size this thing, I threw the hardest hook that I could just hard. And oh. this... Dude, this llama eyed me down like it could take all that I had plus more. And I've never been scared of an animal for doing nothing before. It and I right? backed away. Uh, it didn't do anything. It literally didn't do anything. It just, it just looked, like at, looked at him. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want? That's it. And I backed away and I apologized to an animal for punching in the face. Good. But I, I know for a fact that if it was a human, they would be very, very hurt. I'm a large person. But that llama took it like a friggin' champ. Yo. And uh, I have never picked a fight with a llama since. First of all, your story is wrong forever because llamas don't spit, but alpacas do. Oh, so it might have been an alpaca. They had pretty eyelashes, but there's a lot of spit. Common misconception there. I'd be livid. I just like I could almost taste the alpaca spit. It tasted hot. It was hot and hairy. Oh, Oh. hairy spit. Mm. Oh, God, it was so nasty. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Really had it out for you. Really had it out for you. So the loser is you. So we'll just do a loser. Zach loses. Oh, uh, I would say Zach wins. He has the most experience. Clearly, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> we started at what haven't you done, and he got yeah. halfway down, and then we started on what have you done, and then we took him out. Was this aimed to just take out Zach? It definitely seems like one. another <laughs> award for Zach. That's like Woo! three. That's like four in two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was three in his DMs, three that, different awards. That's like six in two days. That's a lot of awards. I've earned at least half of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so actually, it was Mike's idea to talk about New Year's resolutions. So I want to ask why he wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. Actually, I think I remember saying, I don't think we needed to talk about them. Well, we said that we would talk about them because I think they're bullshit. Sorry for the language. So, like, I think that they're absolute BS and that to create some whimsy around a specific annual date that allows you to be better or create some refresh rate literally sets you up to fail whenever you don't meet your own expectations in whatever way you seem to perceive them subjectively. Right. So, so that was really the whole thing was like, we actually don't even have to talk about it because it was, yo, I think they're absolute BS. But then I think we were like, you know what? Let's talk about that. Was what it became. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, well, I try to make it the shorter segment of all of it, but I'm actually curious to know first, Rob and then Zach, do you agree or disagree with Mike and why? I agree completely because for myself anyways, you think of everything that you want to do differently in your life, which the majority of us desire to make a lot of changes in our lives, obviously. So I think we all try to do it all at once right when that clock hits midnight or after we finish drinking for the night and <laughs> go into New Year's Day. That's a bad approach because we tend to get overwhelmed with trying to do everything at once. I think people should focus more on maybe trying to do one very impactful thing that'll change your life in a positive way and then go from there and start stacking up on good things instead of trying to do it all at once. Then you end up not doing any of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to agree. And I, I think um, anyone who reflects back on themselves and wants to be better for themselves, that's awesome. Super cool. My problem with resolutions is that it seems like you're setting yourself a timer to start changing, which means you're not really passionate about it. You're just doing it because of trends or what you think society makes you want to do. The things that I want to change about my life, I find a way to do it immediately. I try to wait to make a change as soon as possible and I will throw things away immediately or I will buy things or I will alter my life because it's something that I am passionate about to do it. I think if you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to change in three weeks, you're allowing yourself to, to let yourself fail. And right. it, it's setting up bad expectations for yourself. So if you want to change, I awesome. I support it. Go at it. Don't wait till a fake day for no real reason that means something to half of the world. Who cares? You're telling yourself in July, I'm going to quit drinking as soon as the new year comes around. But this reminds me of, I found a like really interesting factoid about New Year's. It's like they're really trying to mess us up like the fake news media because New Year's was actually March 20th back in the times of Mesopotamia in the Middle East in 2000 BC. So basically our New Year is a lie. It's like anybody that does it is getting witchcrafted. <laughs> if you do resolutions, January is actually named after that god with two faces. I don't know. I, I would is. think you pronounce it like Janus or Janus. I don't know, but he was a Roman god. And so the way he's depicted as a sculpture is one face looking forward and one looking back. Mm. I wonder why it was originally March 20th and why they changed it to January. But that's Be like a whole conversation because, because like Mayan calendar and all that. Because they knew that it was going to be ineffective. The metaphor of looking back and looking forward, they knew it was going to confuse people and, and make them not follow through with what they said the intention is to be. And that's these are just man-made dates. Like Zach said, change starts right now. Right. Like what are some dumb resolutions that you guys have made in the past, if you can remember, or have you never done that at all? Some dumb ones? Or not dumb. Well, actually, well, see, that's the thing. I think that trying to say I want to be better or I want to accomplish something isn't dumb. But it's the idea that this date is the reset button that you've been needing this yeah. whole time. Yeah. Right? You are flawed all the way up until that reset button. And then out of nowhere, the flaws that you've had that have caused you to keep doing the things that you've doing are still present in you. And you haven't addressed them. And you're going to expect some kind of miraculous 180. Right. And that's just not how it works. You actually have to put in effort to be the change that you want to be. It's like an excuse to wait to do the things that you want to do. I've had resolutions in the past about trying to quit smoking and I have failed at them. That's not a stupid resolution. I still need to quit smoking. I try and think even about some of the listeners who are like, but I tried to have a resolution out. about being better now. Right. And I'm not trying to diminish any of their values. So just add the context for them. Right. You set the stipulation that. If you fail once, it's over. Yeah. Now I can't ever do it again. I, I I wasn't able to accomplish it this time. I just see no helpful logic in that at all when, to me, it's about bettering yourself every day. Yeah. And to me, the new year, actually, whatever that statue you said was, the whole concept I would find is loving about looking forward, reflecting on the past. Right. Right. You're supposed to be able to reflect about what you've accomplished, maybe what you've sucked at, and then you should be making your plans and active changes to move forward. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't look at New Year's as nothing more as probably has businesses do the next fiscal year. Yeah. So well, yours is cigarettes. Well, I always try to be healthier. Like I've gone vegan before, like Zach, for like two weeks, and I have felt the best that I ever have in my whole life. And I know that that's a better way to treat your body. 
people are going to disagree with that. But when I fail that, it's like I do the opposite extreme. And then I just treat my body like shit and start smoking cigarettes, eating Hot Pockets and things like that. So self uh, usually diet. But what I want. Yeah, (laughs) self-sabotage. Exactly. What I want to do is be more present in my family life. Because podcasting and technology can really lock your brain up. I'm married and to it, podcasting. Yeah, it can be hard to get podcasting out of. Podcasting is my mistress. Yeah, it can be hard to get out of that entrancement. So I want to take more breaks and be able to balance out staring at the computer and being present for family time instead of just doing one or the other, mm. one extreme or the other. For sure. Balance. I have hard time with balance i'm either doing everything right or everything wrong and I, I need to find that that gray area all right what about you zach i forgot to mention this one of the, my main reasons i have uh against new year's resolutions not resolutions new year's resolutions is because when you do it from the start of the year you actually have a date of your failure because you're like oh man i lasted 10 days oh i'm such a piece of shit. Yes, yes. And that's not right. But you can track it and that's not right. So if you start it when you want to start, then you do what you want to do. For instance, one year I finally was going to make a New Year's resolution. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick by it. Let me just see what people are doing. I'm going to go to a gym. So I joined a gym and I went for a couple days. And my problem wasn't that I couldn't work out or do a thing. I'm just not a fan of gyms. They're kind of gross. I don't like people looking at me when I'm trying to do something. So what I did was I altered my resolution to I want to make sure that I can just work out and be more active. So I Mm -hmm. built a Ninja Warrior course in my backyard. And that's what I did for the rest of my year. So my resolution turned from being more active to just building a, a Ninja Warrior course. That's way cooler. It actually was way cooler and better for my core. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important part of the core. My core strength is phenomenal. When I was making my New Year's resolutions, I would make a list of 10 to 15 Oof. completely not going to happen resolutions. And they would almost always be the same. And yeah, I'd be very disappointed. I never counted the days. I always would make lists of everything and I still kind of do. So I would overwhelm myself with things that I needed to change instead of taking it one step at a time and focusing on what the deeper behavior Mm -hmm. issue behind why Uh, I'm making those mistakes are. And also when I think about those 15 things, there was always that one rooted problem, Mm -hmm. which is what I should have been resolving all year long rather than on a specific date. It's kind of like Western medicine. It only masks the symptoms. It doesn't address the root cause. Ooh, deep cut. Nice jab. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What you just said is perfect because what people do in the New Year's resolution is they look back on the year and they go, how many times have I messed up? What did I do wrong? How can I be a better person? But that's not the right way to do it. It's not about looking backwards and saying like, I wish I had done that wrong. No, 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 dude, that's it. You're you're here right now. What can you do to be a better person? Like I write with pencils constantly and my pencils have erasers because I make mistakes and I correct them and I move forward. I don't just throw the paper away and say, I'm never writing again. It's like, no, I I just messed up a little bit. Let me just fix that and go at it again. So yeah, don't reflect back on the things that you should have done or the bad things that you are. It's what you mean to be, what you want to be and how to get to that person. And when you do have a mishap and you do have a mistake, don't feel guilty. Don't feel shame or regret because that's only going to make you hate yourself. Depending on what it is. More. And then that same cycle of behavior will continue yep. for the next year. Yeah. Word. You, you look at all your mistakes. You stop trusting that you can make the correct choices. And that's incorrect. What you need to do is say, dude, I learned from that experience. I will not make that mistake again. I made it. I'm glad I made it. I'm going to grow and be better because of it. But it's about owning up to those things and just going at it with that on you. They're badges, dude. Like, hey, I messed up here. I messed up here. I messed up here. And that's what makes me who I am. Those are yeah, my armor. I guess. Exactly. Yeah, word. Yep. Ego and mistakes and regrets and feeling guilty, all very natural, normal things. It's how you go about moving forward from those things that makes you the human that you are. So this is a really good conversation. Yeah, it was great. I'm glad Cheers that you that. guys are deep-minded philosophical people because y'all are the types of people I would love to surround myself by. Very rare to come by and I appreciate that. Talking to you guys is going to help me grow. I love that both you, Zach and Mike, like you say things that are deeply metaphorical or you make analogies that not everybody can understand. But I feel like we're all on the same wavelength where we can understand each other. And it makes it easier for our audience, too, because I love watching a light bulb go off over somebody's head. Mm. 
and feeling the light bulb go off in mine because then I'm like, wow, that was worded so perfectly and it's how I feel, but I couldn't put that into words before. Yeah. Now I can take that, pick it apart and use it in the future to help somebody else, which is really what it's about. Helping other people is helping yourself and vice versa. And that is what my mm. resolution forever will always be. Mm. You can hear the same message two different ways, but the verbiage and how it resonates with somebody can be all the difference. You can even see the identical message at one point in time and then see the same thing later. And you might have a different perspective at that time where it'll really sink in and have a different meaning. Sure. Altogether. So yeah. it's great to have so many different philosophies. And, yeah, and intelligent people and so much wisdom here. I'm just really excited about the future. Sure. Appreciate you. I think that if you come from a position of always learning, Zach said it perfectly kind of in our chat. I don't want to like steal your, steal your spot. No, Actually, no, Zach, I, no. I literally took that from you from your video today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah on that one where you were oh. doing the, with the rap dude. Uh, I don't know what that video was. It was Harry Mac. Yeah. Really the Harry Mac. Yeah. And you guys kept talking about, I was like, that's it, man. Humble, but confident. That's humble, but confident. No, yeah. that's literally my viewpoint. And you know, it's so funny that you said that you got it for the video. Cause I was like, man, my man's on the same wavelength as me right now. This is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, but no, that is it. It's like, as long as you come from a position where you're like, I know what I'm talking about about because I've done my research and then someone can come to you and like school you, you have to be able to be like, wow, I didn't know about that position. So you kind of always come from a position where you're like, I like the thing I know I'm talking about, but you're always open to learning and you open to being corrected as long as the evidence is there, right? Because there does come to a point where you do feel like you're truly confident in what you're talking about. Yeah. One of the things I learned in work in restaurants that was so valuable, and I take this into every conversation I have with everybody, is that two people can tell you the exact same message, but it doesn't really matter because the right message is only the right message if it's getting to you in the correct way and if it's being brought to you in a way that you can consume it. So it does not matter what your message is. If you're delivering it incorrectly, you are delivering an incorrect message. So it is about how to connect with somebody and how to get your message to be consumed, not just saying something because you know that those words are the right things to say. You got to value your audience. You got to look at what you're talking to and say, how do they consume what I need them to consume? And that's what I think the most beautiful thing that I took away from dealing with human beings. It's I want them to consume my media. How do I present it to them? Right. Dude, that's really well said in a way of how we communicate 100%. But here's the other thing with communication going off that a little bit. The problem is that people can be a great communicator, but if someone isn't listening even if your message is correct, it's not that it's obsolete because you put those words out into the universe and so they resonate with you and you can just keep planting seeds to people. Not everybody's going to pick up on it, no matter how right you are. But if you're not being an active listener and you're not having a true conversation, which is what a lot of the issues in the world stem from, is the fact that people can't listen to each other and they're processing, what am I going to say next? then, you know, that's a problem. And so what the beauty of this whole conversation is, I can tell that everybody here has been very actively listening. It's a very rare, rare thing. Active listening. Active listening. Do more of that, listeners. <laughs> Everyone checking that out, like certain key words that you should have watched out for. Humble but confident. Active listening. Mm -hmm. Th these are very important. You know, and what Zach was saying... Actually, I've usually have said it in a different way. I say I can provide you an answer, but you won't get it if you don't understand the ingredients. Yeah, that was one thing I learned when doing these protests. It was that you're doing a protest and I'm speaking someone else's message. It's not really my message. I'm, I'm supporting right. their message. So when we get together, we were doing our thing and people will come up. There was a large group of like, say, white people that were trying to start some stuff. But the thing is that it's not our message and you're delivering somebody else's message incorrectly, even though their message is perfect. You can't deliver some messages the right way. Don't do it. So like I say, the best message delivered incorrectly is an incorrect message. That's it. Zach Wiseman. You guys are amazing people. And I know that the next year, wow, that was country. I know that the next year is going to bring us all valuable knowledge. Every year should and does. We can continue to help people grow and understand and be loving people and just keep doing what we know we need to do to make the world a better place and be that change, as Mike has said before, and we all feel in our hearts, I'm sure. Keep the vision alive. You can't kill an idea. And everybody have a very happy new year.